You're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Welcome in TriStar Sports Live, presented by Parks Motor Sales. Happy Monday to you. J.P. Plant from our TriStar Sports Radio Network headquarters. Uh, we got a lot to get to this uh, evening. Plenty of a college NFL discussion to be had. Coaching changes where they stand. And that's where we're going to lead off tonight. Vanderbilt coaching position. Appears it is one step closer to uh, announcing a name. If there ever was uh, an outlier, I tell you what, in the Southeastern Conference, Vanderbilt fits that mold to a T. The only private institution among the 14 member universities playing in the toughest and most competitive sports conference in college sports, if not all sports. To quote the conference while promoting events on its own network, the SEC, it just means more. Well, it hasn't for Vanderbilt on the football field, in the locker room, on the practice field, and certainly not at Vanderbilt Stadium, still seeking its first major upgrade since the Reagan administration. Promises unfulfilled, a flurry of success since mired in controversy, and the Vandy football program had accepted mediocrity, perhaps had being the operative word. With a new chancellor and a new AD in place, this time it feels different. I know. I've said that myself before, but it does feel different. This job takes the right fit. A self-promoter, outside-of-the-box thinker, overachiever, someone who understands how to maximize what is given from an administration and how to maximize a player's talents on the field. But most importantly, this job requires a commitment and follow-through from said administration. Now, Clark Lee appears to be that right fit. This new administration at Vanderbilt has offered the former Commodore fullback the job today, according to multiple sources. We could find out if he accepts uh, either later today, although it's late in the evening, perhaps tomorrow. Could be Wednesday, but forthcoming especially with the news earlier today that Vanderbilt will not be playing their final game at Georgia on Saturday. So the 2020 football season for Vanderbilt, the first in program's history to go winless, has concluded and uh, has come to an end. So that's where we uh, begin uh, leading off uh, today as I bring in uh, Wes Duncan, Coach uh, Mike Lyle as well. Um and, uh, guys, first of all, welcome in. Happy Monday. And uh, the news of Clark Lee, uh, the front runner, being offered the job. First uh, thoughts, Wes, what, uh, what went through your head when you heard this? <laughs> Coach Mike, you're with me, right? Yes. All right. Um, we'll try them again. Coach Mike, for you, what was your first impression? I, honestly, I'm not real sure. Uh, don't know too much about him personally uh, uh, at you know, again, uh, with the comment being made, they wanted an offensive presence uh, push. Now they've they've hired another defensive coordinator. There's a 
you know, a little little question there, but obviously, uh, also she uh, mentioned, you know, the, the AD mentioned that if she brought in a defensive-minded guy that he would have to have a staff, so it's going to be interesting to see who uh, who he brings in as the offensive coordinator that kind of helped push his name over the top on that. Yeah, that was uh, part of something that uh, John Bryce with footballscoop.com mentioned earlier today on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today with uh, Maurice Patton and myself that, um, you know, obviously there um, there were some considerations that uh, appeased uh, the band. And I've actually got uh, a little bit of sound from him earlier today on uh, – Maybe the plans that he has, that uh, he being Clark Lee, has for Vanderbilt in moving forward as the potential new head coach for the football program. Clark Lee, from those I've talked to familiar with the uh, interview process, really had a solid foundational plan that he outlined to Vanderbilt people about how he would systematically um, build up Vanderbilt and what his vision was and exactly how he wants to um, be rooted in the community, have the community involved, and um, build the right program on and off the field. And um, I, I just think all those were key factors for him and making him the, the clear front runner and um, probably the choice that Vanderbilt should have announced, I believe, no later than Wednesday. All right. Uh, yep. Maybe even earlier. Again, that was John Bryce, FootballScoop.com, who joined us earlier today on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. And we found out early uh, last week, I believe it was Friday, Bruno Reagan, who contributes to VandySports.com, their rivals site, had put it down to two, Clark Lee being one, and Will Healy, the other. Um, John Bryce said today that. Uh, Healy, while uh, an up-and-comer, name recognition obviously was probably not as close as, or or as I think he used the word, deep into the process as many had thought. You know, I don't uh, know that that Will Healy was ever quite as as deep in it as there was uh, some speculation that he was. Um, The day that the Mason News broke on that Sunday after Thanksgiving, and uh, we released our first candidates list then. I, I listed Clark Lee at that time and said, uh, forgive the bad baseball pun, but he would be a home run hire for Vanderbilt. I just think uh, Clark fits Vanderbilt to a T. I think that uh, from talking with people familiar to the search, Vanderbilt really wants to uh, try and find a way to pattern success similar to what Northwestern's done with Pat Fitzgerald. So uh, Will Healy was a, a trendy name, and he's a guy on the rise. But, um, you know, I still think he probably needs a year or two at Charlotte to jump to that SEC level as a head coach. And, and no, Clark hasn't been a head coach yet, but he's paid a little bit longer uh, bit of dues to get to this point. And another feather in, um, in the cap for Clark Lee is – He's good friends with Vanderbilt baseball head coach uh, Tim Corbin, who throws a lot of weight around at that university, and rightfully so, something that um, John Bryce said was also a key factor. I would be surprised at this point if it's not Clark Lee as Vanderbilt's next head coach. Um, He he played at Vandy, obviously, and he's really, really tight 
with Tim Corbin. I think that that's something to uh, be mindful of. Those two have been friends for many years, and uh, we know that, that Corbin is uh, really the best college baseball coach in America, and also his voice resonates very loudly at Vanderbilt. All right, so that's the setup for the conversation uh, today on TSL presented by Parks Motor Sales. We'll take a quick timeout, come back. Coach Mike, Coach Wes will weigh in. We'll talk a little college football, the Titans, and we'll see where it goes. TSL presented by Parks Motor Sales is underway on a Monday evening, 17 after the hour. Stay with us. TSL presented by Parks Motor Sales. JP alongside Wes and Coach Mike uh, on this Monday evening, 20 minutes after the hour. Talking Vandy football coaching vacancy may not be vacant for much longer. Um, as uh, the news today that Clark Lee, uh, Notre Dame defensive coordinator, has been offered the position. And uh, my personal feelings, as you heard in my opening monologue, if you heard that uh i think he's probably the right fit now there needs to be obviously a uh, concerted effort with the offensive side of the football he's a defensive coordinator uh although uh there's some reports uh that were that uh, john bryce told us about footballscoop.com that uh don't discount the offensive mind of one clark lee but he's a defensive coordinator offense is going to be obviously a big key and can they find somebody uh, and this is also the first head coaching position for Clark Lee. So, Wes, are you with us? Can you hear us? Well, we – he hears us, Coach Mike, but we're not hearing him. him. Yeah. And uh, I'm not sure what the uh, what the deal is. Um, anyway, all right. So, we'll, uh, we'll try to work on that um, as we go along because he's got something. He said he's going to drop the bomb on us. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I always take cover when he starts talking. Yep, I know. <laughs> um, Wes, I'm going to hang up. Why don't you call me? Call me back, and we'll see if we can uh, reestablish. It's odd. It was working this morning, Coach Mike. Working this morning. Technology. Uh, Got to yep. love it. Got to love it. Absolutely. So, um, obviously, finding an offensive guy will be a, a key thing. And, again, he, he hasn't accepted, not to my knowledge. I haven't seen the report. Uh, but you were just commenting in the break that uh, there are some reports saying it's all but a done deal. Duncan. Okay, that sounds. We heard that. Hang on a second, Wes. All right, you there, buddy? Talk to me. There we hey. go. Can you hear me? Yeah, man. I don't know. I don't know what happened there, but uh, anyway, uh, glad to have hey. you. Yep. We need to be playing paying that uh, phone bill or something, you know. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, <laughs> hey, it, it is great to be with you guys on a Monday night. Uh, a lot of a lot of things happened over the weekend. I heard the, the you know the monologue to start the the show off, but let me just pump the brakes here. All right. Everybody needs to pump the brakes because we don't need to jump the gun. All right. And the reason why I say that is is because I'm not saying he's not a qualified candidate at all. Matter of fact, 
He's he's a Vanderbilt product. Would be a, it would be a great hire, but I, I think people need to take in consideration. Uh, he is coaching for Notre Dame right now, and he is in the midst of a national title run, and I, I, it's gonna it's gonna be very hard pressed for him to walk away from that. I know he, I, when Mama comes calling, you want to come home, but. I don't think Vanderbilt needs to be count- – unless they've got some insider information he's already accepted, you know, I don't think you need to count your chickens before the hatch because, uh, you know, like I said, the national title, you know, could could boost him to bigger jobs if that – you know what I'm getting at. I get that he's Corbin's good buddy. I understand all that. Um but there's a lot of variables that go into this product, and I don't think you need people need to be jumping the gun. Uh, I think it's great because for the first time, Vanderbilt's going after some big quality names. I mean, you, you're getting a guy from uh, Notre Dame, a coordinator at Notre Dame, and I'll say this, building off of that, uh, yes, Candace said that she wanted an offensive mind, uh, but let me tell you something. If you're a defensive coordinator, you've got to be offensive-minded awareness because you're trying to stop that offense every week, a different offense every week. So he knows offense, uh, but he's going to have to get a good coordinator to come in there if he accepts the job. That's a big if. Uh, I'm trying to be funny here, but it's true. It's kind of like asking a girl out the first time. She might say yes. She might say no. It's a big if. But if you don't throw the offer out there, you're never going to get it. So uh, get the opportunity. So at least kudos to Vanderbilt for offering him the job. Uh, all the Anchor Down fans now are just going to have to wait on pins and needles and see what transpires. All right, riddle me this, Batman. Okay. Any reason? Vandy season's over, right? They, uh, Vandy's they, is over. Yep, they, they canceled their game with Georgia on Saturday due to um, – lack of uh, enough players to field uh, a formidable team. You could mm-hmm. argue that even when they had the players, they were formidable. That's a, we'll put that aside oh, yeah. for now. Um, so any reason why he can't accept this job, he can go out and recruit, and he can still be the offensive coordinator throughout the postseason for Notre Dame, however far that goes. Any reason Our that defense, can't happen? Defense. Defensive coordinator. Defense. Any reason that can't happen? Uh, I will tell you this. From being being around Alabama's football program during these months, uh, in the last, you know, I've been fortunate enough to go down and watch Alabama practice during the bowl season stuff numerous times, uh, and talking with some of the coaches on their staff, you don't realize how big of a distraction that is from a college coach's perspective because JP, the hours that they put in during the day, I remember this is. Uh, when Jeremy Pruitt was doing this at Alabama, um, he was putting in about 16, 17 hours a day just game planning for Alabama's bowl game. And then the other part, really four or five hours that he had left, he was calling recruits for Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's hard, you know what I'm saying? And that's why Saban has kind of put in, you know, he put that, said, hey, if you guys are going to take jobs, you're not going to take a job until after the bowl season. And then he's had that mutual agreement with his coaches from here on out since then. 
because he he got done that way like three or four times. So if I was Brian Kelly, I'd be like, okay, if you're going to accept this job, then you need to go on and do that job. That only makes sense. That's that's fair for everybody, you sure. know. It it allows it allows Clark Lee to get involved already and get embedded and lay the foundation of the program that he wants if he ta- if he does accept the Vanderbilt job, and plus it allows the next guy up at Notre Dame to come in and, and do that job. So there won't be any distractions. Does that make sense? What I'm trying to say? Absolutely. And um, and you know. as as a Vandy fan, I would prefer that as well. I'd rather have all in than trying to double time. But um, you know, it's his first time being a head coach, and I I just I I feel you know based on what uh, I've been told here with the people that we've talked to, and I can't imagine any reason him not accepting this job because it is going home. I mean, it's. You know, it's, and yeah, and, and, and that would be the – that's the intriguing thing is he is coming home. He knows what he's getting into. Yep. Let's, let's say yep. that first and foremost. Yeah, he, he might not, he might not leave Notre Dame for somewhere else, but he would leave Notre Dame for this job. Right. That's my and, point. And here's the thing. Are the expectations really high? Let's be honest right now. I mean, you're coming off your first 0-9 season in the program's history. So are your expectations really high? No, not really. I mean, if he comes in and wins four games, hey, you know. And then, then after that, if he only wins four games, then you got to scratch your head a little bit and go. I mean, I mean, obviously, money's not a problem for Vanderbilt, but as we're seeing throughout the college ranks, I mean, these coaches are getting more money for getting fired than they are for coaching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But wait, you, know? you, you mentioned, you know, the situation you mentioned is is. I agree with you. In an ideal sense, coach needs to be able to, to focus on the job he either has at hand or the job he's going to go to. But you know that this you know this little merry-go-round has happened numerous times where coordinators have you know they're in the middle of a championship run, they're middle of a bowl run, or something like that. They've accepted a new job somewhere else. They finish. They they've committed to finishing the job that they have and work on. Uh, recruiting for the next job as well it's it's not ideal i agree with you but uh, it happens and it happens a lot and it looks like it's going to happen looks like it's going to happen in this situation as well now whether well, the, it hurts the, whether the, it hurts him or not i don't know whether it gets in his way uh time will tell but uh you know you know as well as i do that happens an awful lot especially in the co- in the college ranks well i would say this very few times in a coach's career you know, are you going to get to go to the big, big dance? Amen. Okay. You're right. So, so this is where I would say, if I was him, I would say, look, you know, if I can work this out, Vanderbilt, this may be my only chance to go for a national title. So I'm going to finish this out, you know, because I I think that goes back JP to the old thing of uh, the old way of doing things. A man's word is as good as, you know, that's all he's as good at is his word. And he gave that word to Coach Notre Dame, so he needs to finish what he started. Because think about the Wes, players at Notre Dame. Wes, yeah. I, all right, yeah. Wes, I'm going to stop you right there. And um, okay. um, don't you can't throw that. Listen, I I, I like that um, that image. I like that mm-hmm. image of, and and I agree that you know in most cases that should be the way things are. However. You know as well as anyone being a coach. Now, granted, mm-hmm. it's you know 
you know, the money is not what it is in the college ranks. But, you know, you take the opportunities when they come. That's the way it is. Um, I, you know, nobody is going to blame him for leaving oh, Notre Dame no. to go to Vanderbilt to be the head football coach um, at this time no. of the season, too. Nobody's going to blame him. And, and Well, I think the only people that would blame him would be the, the defensive guys that are, you know, have bought into what he's he is, you know, been teaching up there, and they're playing for him. You can see that, man. Notre Dame's sure. defense has gotten yeah. really, really good. And yeah. here's a testament to here's a testament to Brian Kelly. You know, he's brought in coaches. I mean, as a head coach, you want people to come after your assistants because guess what? That means you've hired good coaches. I mean, if people aren't coming after your assistants then that tells you your staff is probably not, you know, where it needs to be. Um, I'm just saying I would hate to see him, you know, from a professional standpoint, you know, I get it. Go to Vanderbilt, you know, you be a head coach. But you are – you're going to be in the top four teams, you know, in the playoff, college football playoff. You may not ever get this chance again, ever. That's so it's hard yeah. pressed to leave. But he also may never get the opportunity to be the head football coach at Vanderbilt where he played. In an ever. school. You know, I mean, that's. I, I know. Yep. But, I mean. Wes, I think, I think not, we, all, we all agree with you. Ideally, you're right. Okay. That's the, the ideal is, is, is you're absolutely right. But the, the reality is that, you know, this, this, this switch happens a lot and the coaches are put under pressure to, you know, to, to make these commitments, you know, okay, we're going to hire you. You need to commit now, so our so our new recruits are going to know who who they're going to be playing for, and we have a shot at at getting these recruits and, and and stuff like that. And they're used to it. And honestly, the modern college football player, unfortunately, is as used to it too. They know well, they know when their coach is good that chances are he's probably going on somewhere else at the end of the season if he's that good. Yeah, but hang on a second, boys. We're not talking about. We're not talking about an Alabama assistant going to a Southern Cal or something. We're talking about a Notre Dame coach that is vying for a national title going to a Vanderbilt job. So that's my point. Again, yes. That's my point. And I think in any other circumstance, I would wholeheartedly agree. But this is a Vandy guy who played there, Mm -hmm. has ties, close ties, uh, not only to the community where he grew up, where he played, but also to some current coaches like Tim Corbin. And this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I, I agree with you. And no, if if Lee was not a Vandy guy and oh, was yeah. off, I don't know if he'd be offered this job, first of all, but if he was not a Vandy guy, well, he may have been, but it would be harder, in my opinion, to leave Notre Dame for Vanderbilt. Now, this is where he went to college, and he could get there. And if he can be successful, you talked about the expectations. Uh, they're not. Yeah. You're, you're right. They're not as high as they are everywhere else in the SEC. They never will be. No, uh, they can grow, you- but they never will be. So if he gets that team in a bowl conversation every year, and ever so often, you know, wins eight, nine, maybe you know, hell freezes over in the SEC, and Vandy wins ten games. Who knows? <laughs> You know, yeah. he would be a legend. They would name that stadium after him. Well, yeah, and so, here's the thing, JP. You're right. I mean, it, like I said last week, this is where it's Vanderbilt. The rubber meets the road, or put up or shut up. 
you can talk about being good and wanting to be good and giving the coaches everything they need to be good, but now it's time to do it. I mean, they, they play in a stadium that is atrocious, you know, uh, considering the fact that comparative, of, of yeah. all the other mm-hmm. – comparative to the other SEC stadiums is what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, it's a good stadium for watching concerts and stuff like that, yeah. but – Or if you're in the uh, Sun Belt. You know, Right, yeah. but according to SEC, it, I mean, it doesn't. It's not up to standard. No. Um, but you know, I mean, I, I, I want, I would love for him to get that job because, but I would want him to demand, hey, facilities need to be upgraded. We need to get, we need to pay some good assistant coaches that are going to put reach in here and not, you know, not bolt every time another job opens, because Vanderbilt needs some stability. They do. Um, and, you know, for the Vanderbilt fans, they want to be good. But I just go back to are they willing to do what it takes to be good? And and real quickly, I I agree with you because if you, if you recall back to my open tonight, I've, one of the last sentences, but most importantly, this job requires a commitment and follow through from said administration. Yes, that is the oh, most man. important thing, yeah. and I agree with you that he should. You know, even if this is his dream job, he should not accept this without assurances that those types of things are going to um, that are going to happen. And all that being said, was- you know, Mason, you know, when when he came in, he was a great defensive mind. Had had some, some very very spectacular defenses in his in his history as well, but he didn't get that support and he, he ended up floundering a little bit. I, I agree that, you know, the school needs to step up and if they don't, this is just going to be another, another one of those, you know, lists of 29, you know, next one will be the 30th. Uh, it all really kind of, it's, it's more, it's, it's more incumbent on Vanderbilt than it is really on him, uh, to build, to rebuild this program and stuff. He'll be the figurehead. He'll be the captain of the ship. But it's going to be up to the school that that's going to have to come in and really, really ramp up uh, the, their support uh, from an infrastructure aspect of it, and then and then I think you know you may see some uh, you'll you'll see a turnaround. I, I think if if they'll do it, you could see a, a, a Stanford level, uh, even a you know. Even a Notre Dame North, level, North, you know, Northwestern, Northwestern level, Northwestern yeah, that type, is that type of that type of growth from it. If they'll if they'll commit to it, yeah. John Bryce a, mentioned about Northwestern hit. specifically. Yeah, they're, they're going to try to pattern themselves a little bit after what Northwestern has done. They they've obviously made a commitment to the football program with that um, massive facility that they built up on Lake Michigan. Um, I mean, yeah. it's just insane, and and so that's the type of thing, the commitment uh, that it's going to take. Um, and and but there, if if that happens, if the facilities are there, the backing from the administration, you get the community involved. Nashville's a great town, and I think they'll follow Vanderbilt if they start winning. I mean, James Franklin oh, yeah. proved that it got to where there were more than fifty percent uh, Vandy fans, even at a Tennessee yeah. game. It can happen, but it's got to be the perfect fit. And, All the puzzles have to align. And the administration JT. of Vanderbilt is different. You know, this is a different group of people than has been the the the, the previous ones that always said academic. You know, it's it's you know academics first. We really don't care about the athletic program. I think this new administration has is, has made a you know made a comment that hey, 
we understand their athletics are important to the life of the school, and we need to upgrade it. Hey, JP, go can ahead. I say something real quick? Yeah, go ahead, buddy. Say that one last line that you said well ago. But most if what? Yeah, but most importantly, this job requires a commitment and follow through from said administration. All right. I want you to think about this for a second. That's not just at Vanderbilt. That's on any level of football or any level of athletic program, period. If you don't have the backing from the stakeholders, if they, the jargon they like to use, mm-hmm. if you don't have that buy-in from the stakeholders, administration, community, everything, nothing is going to be successful. So that's, that was my point. You made my point right yep. there. Mm-hmm. I agree. It, and, and especially it, for football more than any other yes. sport because of the, you know, how, uh, how big it is, how many, you know, how much, uh, how big the budget is. And it, and it does take a, a full uh, commitment uh, from everybody involved. Everybody's got to be pulling the same way, pulling and the, the same rope. They're in the most competitive conference yeah, you got in, that in the too. nation. You know, it's, it, it's going to take a huge, huge commitment on their part. But it can be done. Yeah. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm encouraged. It can be done. I'm encouraged. It can be done. Here's my thing. Here's my question. Second question on this topic because I know we we spent a lot of time on it. Mm-hmm. But who is their backup if lead denies them? Well, let's uh, just say worst case scenario. What uh, John Bryce said today was that uh, Leopold from uh, Buffalo and Munkin at Army were the other two names that were kind of in that same vein, uh, maybe not quite as high as uh, Clark Lee, but those were the other two. Um, and, and as I played earlier, Will Healy was not as deep yeah. into it as many or as some perceive because he's a flashy yeah. name. And um, But in terms of actually having an opportunity for that, uh, he was not as high on the list for Vanderbilt as many would have thought, or at least it appeared on paper. And, and it made sense. I mean, it was – you know, Healy checked off a lot of those boxes that uh, Candace Lee, the AD, yeah. talked about. Right. But I tell you, the one I told you, I mentioned, I said I think would be a great hire. Munkin from Army yep. would be fantastic. And, and, and the Navy guy, the too. Army Navy mm-hmm. game, oh, yeah. Yeah, both of those guys. If you watch that game, man, that was that's awesome. That was an awesome That's game. always a fun game. Always a fun yeah. game. All right. Um, and he does something a little different. Yep, that's true. But SEC teams wouldn't see. That's true. Um, all right. Uh, we're going to take a timeout. Uh, we come back. We will uh, continue your conversation. Um, of course, we haven't touched on the Titans. Big win yesterday over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Derrick Henry. Crown him. It's like in checkers. He gets the double crown. That's how, that's how good he was yesterday, over 200 yards. He gets a crown for every 100 yards, I guess. Stay with us. TSL presented by Parks Motor Sales will be back right after this.
Uh, welcome back, TSL, presented by Parks Motor Sales. Yes, it is Christmas time. The season is upon us. Happy holidays to everyone out there. We appreciate you tuning in. JP, uh, Coach West, Coach Mike, hanging out with you on this Monday edition of TSL, presented by Parks Motor Sales. Spirited conversation about Vanderbilt. I tell you, uh, just from a um, a broad spectrum look at things, the fact that how much, you know, the fact that we spent a ton of time on Vandy football amidst an 0-9 winless season uh, is impressive and says a lot about uh, potentially where they could go. I'm, I'm, I may be reaching here, but I, I feel I feel good about I feel good about uh, well, all this conversation. Vanderbilt, fan, Vanderbilt fans have been reaching for Absolutely. since the 80s. Absolutely. Since the 80s. <laughs> but it, it is good to be talking a little bit of yeah. football, especially when you talk about Vanderbilt, because Football has played a second fiddle to the basketball team for years, uh, and it's good to see the shift because, you know, a lot of people aren't talking about Vandy basketball anymore. They're starting to talk about the football and everything that's transpiring. And, you know, the, the area we live in, we usually tend to focus on either Alabama or Tennessee football. Well, Tennessee football fans have pretty much – wanted to crawl into a cave all season. So, and Alabama fans, you know, they're always going to talk about roll tide and football. And, and we could talk for years on what kind of season Alabama is having right now. I mean, the, they're doing pretty I well. If, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if anybody's going to stop their offense. I'm just being honest with you. Uh, yeah, Unless it's I, Alabama. I, I agree. I think it's, it's their championship to win. Um, you know, Clemson obviously is is doesn't appear to be as good as they were last year, the year before. Uh, I still don't think Notre Dame's at that level. Although I do think this is the best Notre Dame team that we've seen since they won the national championship uh, in what was it eighty eight with uh, Lou Holtz. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah. this is much better than that team that played Alabama the Orange Bowl for the BCS championship. That was uh, dreadful. That team. Yeah, the Manti Te- yeah. Manti yeah. Teo and uh-huh. his girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, but here's the thing, else. JP. I mean, Notre Dame has a strong team, and we've talked about a little bit about Notre Dame. They they do look a lot better. But here's the, going against the uh, the rematch in Clemson. They're a twelve point underdog right now. Yeah, well, Clemson's got something they didn't have before. That's, yeah, yeah, and I, that's that's twelve points right there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's probably not too far. If not it's, more. It's it's probably at least three to five points alone. It may be, and it may be more in college. Trevor Lawrence, it may be more. I don't know. Uh, in the NFL, it probably would be you know two or three. Aaron Rodgers, I think, has the uh, the biggest difference of uh, point spread, whether he's in or not, and that's at three or four. But that's the NFL. But it may be. It may be five, six, seven points. It may be hey, a touchdown. But what a beautiful segue! You mentioned Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Look who the Titans have got coming up. Hey, you know, yeah, uh, that's right. And I said it. I said it last week. Aaron Rodgers is playing out of his mind again. Uh, they he's found him another quality good receiver, uh, and he is just lighting people up. Yep. You know? Um. Titans uh, yesterday. You happy with that? I, I'm very happy because okay. here's the thing about it though. Mm-hmm. The Titans are they're showing up in big games. We had, you know, Kenny Vaccaro didn't get to play, uh, he, which is, he's been pretty good on defense. But 
you know, we stepped up. What about the, let, let's talk about the catch AJ Brown made yeah. on the the razzle dazzle play. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, as Mike Keith uh, called it, return to sender. Yes, absolutely. And I think, you know, Derrick Henry, once you started seeing him getting five, six, oh, yeah. seven, eight yards a pop, you knew it was going to be a good game because if you got a guy that big and, and, you know, people don't think he's fast just because he's so big. Dude runs a four four. Yeah, yeah. Four 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 five. He runs away four. from people. One of the one of the best yeah. things was one of the best things to see this weekend though was actually the the Titans actually dominating a team they're supposed to dominate instead of playing to the level of their competition. That's been their that's been their Achilles heel for a long time. Is that you know they they play these teams they're supposed to wipe out and they they ease up or whatever happens. Oh, yeah. They they choke it and now now they actually went out and they stomped a team that they were supposed to stomp and and uh that's you know Wes you and I you know obviously we've talked with our teams before that's what a good team does you know you you put your th- you put your foot on the throat and you squash it and uh, you don't let a an inferior team hang around and Wes you you have a good good quarterback play yeah yeah i mean you know <laughs> you know it's amazing it's, it's pretty it's, obvious it's, it's amazing it's amazing what a running game will do. For I was going to say it's amazing that uh, Tannehill <laughs> and Henry started having all this fantastic uh, success when they actually started playing together. In, in all seriousness, uh, I thought. Wow, the, I thought that, Mike, yeah. uh-huh. are you kidding me? I, I mean, <laughs> wow. So we so we got finally got wise and started giving the ball to Henry, and that helped the quarterback play. Wonder why that yeah. didn't work when Mariota was there? Because we never gave Henry the ball. Well, I, I agree, but there's also the, the, the decision-making factor that I think Tannehill brings into it I that that, uh, yeah. that Mariota just wouldn't pull the trigger, and, and Tannehill's not afraid to pull the trigger yeah. and do that. And I think – plus, I'll, and I will give this credit, and Wes, this will probably – you'll say, oh, you're just making your point. Uh, there's been a couple of receivers that have made themselves known since Tannehill, and that has been – a you know, and you'll ask any great quarterback, his receivers – you know, just like any oh, great sure. coach, the the player the players make the coach, the receivers help make the quarterback too. You know, Montana doesn't well, become yeah. anything out without Rice, and, and stuff like that. So, uh, well, I, I may disagree on. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that, Montana was a whole lot better than Tannehill, but you are correct. Times to on be that. seen. I mean, yeah, and, and they, they do feed off each other. Right. But here's here's the other thing too: the play calling was a lot different. And, and and we just go back. Y'all yep. love y'all love getting me riled up about this, but here's my here's my point. No, <laughs> Tanny Hill, can he do it? Y'all can say what you want to. Tanny Hill's got to do it against Pittsburgh. He took you know, or Kansas City to to show me that hey, this is our guy worth 115 million dollars. Anybody it, can do it against anybody can do it against the Jaguars. Who couldn't play dead in the Western? I think uh, I think you'll get the opportunity. I do, and I think they'll I think they'll come up. I I fully expect them to get back to the AFC Championship game. That, I'm calling that now. Defense going to step up. Oh. They're getting back to the AFC Championship game because they play big in big games. And when Derrick Henry runs like he did, and there's no reason he can't um, on the road. Uh, hopefully they get a home game. But I, that's, before that moves yeah, but, on, I, I want to say though that Tannehill is as much in, is as important to Henry's success as Henry has absolutely. been to his. Has Henry has been nice to Tannehill's success, and, and w- either one without the other isn't nearly isn't nearly as good. Yeah, fair enough. All right. <laughs> that's a, I'm on. 
I'm going to disagree with you, Mike. All right. Well, you have that because right. Because if you watch, <laughs> right, but you watch Tannehill, though. And I'm talking about in the offense that Arthur Smith is calling right now, a lot of Tannehill right. stuff is based off play action. Right. Great stuff by, T- by Arthur Smith. You're right. Um, they, they finally got a consistent play caller. And that, yeah, has helped, yes. that has helped Tannehill, too, something Marcus never had. That is for sure. No question about and that. And you better watch out because because Arthur Smith is, is on the list, short list, for everybody's next head coach in yep. NFL. Oh, yeah. Yep. All right, uh, real quickly, before we get out of here, I want to let you know about some high school basketball coming up tonight. Fayetteville is at Columbia Central. You can hear that game on uh, 103.7 WKRM. Uh, actually, they should be live right now. Uh, Barry Duke and company, uh, Brandon LeVere, should be there. Summertown hosting Rogers out of Alabama and Zion Christian at Oka tonight. Also, uh, immediately following us in about two minutes and change will be Hey Coach from uh, uh, Crimson Tide. Actually, correction, it's not Hey Coach. It's Crimson Tide Rewind. Hey Coach is Thursday, but um, they may say a Hey Coach, Wes. Uh, talk about uh, Alabama's 52-3 win over Arkansas on Saturday, you like old and company and the Crimson Tide Sports Radio Network coming up following us. Uh, so that's uh, what's coming up later on this evening. Uh, Wes, always fun on a Monday, recapping what happened Absolutely. over the weekend. Had a lot of a lot of good stuff. Um, I'm expecting uh, Clark Lee to accept that job at Vandy any any moment tonight, tomorrow. I think it's happening. I think it's happening. Well, just don't be crying on my shoulder yeah, if you don't. I know. Well, you know, we'll uh, talk about it tomorrow. That's so. right. That's right. I'll send you a tears emoji if it doesn't happen. All right. Uh, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> TriStar Sports Live presented by Parks Motor Sales for uh, Coach Mike and uh, Coach Wes Duncan. I am JP reminding you radio still loves you. Happy holidays, everybody. And uh, please take care of one another. Wash your hands and uh, give everybody a big old virtual hug. All right. It's Christmas, folks. It's the holidays. Love on one another as best you can. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you tomorrow. listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia.